0: Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the Chilling podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So... Ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, OnceUponATimePodcast.com and Roney's Own Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome back.
1: Mm-hmm. We have just watched the fall well, actually the episode called Fall Again. Yes. And we've changed our mind a bit. A
2: little bit, yeah.
1: And I anyway, we will discuss that in a in a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is episode number two five eight. You can find the show notes at once upon a slash two five eight. And I want to give you just a bit of a teaser is we are going to play the rest of Timothy Weber, who, remember, played The Apprentice Mm -hmm. in Once Upon a Time. We saw him being pulled into the hat.
2: We did, indeed.
1: But he has somehow smuggled a phone in there. (laughs) Now, the actor, Timothy Weber left a message for Oncers about him and about... He spoke specifically about his part in Once Upon a Time. Awesome. So... We'll play that toward the end of the episode, so stay with us, and we will jump into our
0: podcast. And here we go. Hey, Teddy the Yeti, still chilling with you. Let's see what's new in Storybrooke, Maine. It's time for Once Upon a Time News. Well, then, (laughs) I
1: I played (laughs) the wrong one. The news is we only have two more episodes. We do. In Once Upon a Time. We do.
2: And then we get to have a break for a while, hiatus, which is a sad thing.
1: Yes. And uh, it's a
2: nice thing because, you know, it gives us a chance to really miss it and appreciate it.
1: Yes. And I just want to say this is that we're going to be taking the hiatus off. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be podcasting through it. We just need a break and it's there. And that's what we're going to do. We may do some other little interviews here and there. But uh, we will not be creating any more podcasts during the hiatus. So we'll return when the show returns. Yes. So just want you to know that. And I was just on the Assembly of Geeks podcast. And that was really cool. And there's other podcast interviews coming up. So stay tuned and we will let you know about that. And I think that's all.
2: News wise? Yes. I think so too.
1: yes, there have been some there have been some new uh casting notices. Ursula has been cast, and mm-hmm. Crola Deville has been cast which
2: I think it isn't it the same actress who played Ursula in the one episode before anyway
1: i I would have to check so. Um, but anyway, that she has been cast, mm-hmm. and uh, also we know that Maleficent's returning. So
2: so if Ursula's returning, does that mean we might get to see Little Mermaid again?
1: That is a possibility, and we know that Will has some dealings with Maleficent, which should be exactly. interesting. Exactly. We know mm-hmm. that Pongo is in Storybrooke, so I don't know how Archie's going to be dealing with Cruella That'll be Bill. interesting, yeah. And yeah, Little Mermaid is another connection, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Regina's little playing uh, ursula right there, there could be a little tension there hmm. so and really the big question is will anna and elsa and Kristoff stay mm-hmm. in story rook yeah we don't know that and we don't talk about spoilers so i i haven't heard anything nope. but okay. don't know anyhow so um i think that's all the news so here we go
0: Jeff and Colleen ain't no strangers to telling you what they think. It's about that time for views from the studio on the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.
1: Now, we did watch the episode again.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I
1: I will let you begin sharing your, let's revise our thoughts a bit. Well,
2: I actually see where there were more connections with things than we originally thought. I think part of what threw me were some of the things that were a little harder to swallow the first time around. Once I watched it again and I kind of put two and two together, that made it a little easier to swallow. So still not my favorite episode, but it wasn't as bad as I had originally thought it was. And there were things that I think if maybe they had changed a word here or there, if something else had happened, um, I think it would have been a a much better episode. That's just me. A little more believable, a little more palatable.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I think basically they tasked Jane mm-hmm. with we need to get on a back, however, and so with that, okay, we got a, a wishing star. Maybe that's that. Ne- well, it was the necklace, and then we got to get Blackbeard in here. He had the boat and and all that kind of thing. So they had to kind of put it all together, and that's what we the, had.
2: Yeah, the same issue I think that we had the first time was everything was just crammed in, really, you know, into mm-hmm. one episode. And I'm okay with that if it's done right. And I think, there, were, like I said, the first time, at the very beginning, there were a couple of things that just kind of threw me for a loop, and it really set the tone mentally for me for the rest of the episode. And it was really tough watch. Now that I've seen it again, I kind of went, oh, okay, that explains what. Like, one of the things we had a problem with was the fact that They put themselves in the building and, oh, the Shattered Sight spell knows to come through the vents. Well, actually, if we paid attention at the beginning, Regina actually mentioned what the curse doesn't have any, you know, doesn't care about ceilings. And and when I heard that at first, I didn't catch it. But part of that was because of what Charming had said. And so I think that was the thing is I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. Uh, That was one thing. Another thing was... Belle indicating after she'd inspected the necklace that Elsa magically found very close to the surface, which that was another thing that kind of threw me. But when Belle inspected it, she said, oh, it's it's mirror dust. That really kind of like threw me for a loop. But when I watched it again, I thought, you know, maybe if she had just said it's got dust embedded in it. Maybe they could have come to the conclusion because Elsa had already made the decision based on what she figured and assumed that the only way Anna would have trapped her in the urn was because she was under that spell and she was correct. So having her say mirrored, having Bell say, Oh, it's mirror dust. I understand why they did that. So it con- would confirm what Elsa believed, but I think it would have made it more believable if they had just had Bell say, Oh, it's, It's some sort of dust that's embedded in here and have, you know, them assume or maybe make a decision. and, And we would have all kind of probably swallowed that just a little better. That's just me.
1: Yes. And what I think is interesting is I'm going to make a prediction here is I think Bell will save the town because Bell actually is learning a lot, a whole bunch. Yeah. Being in that shop where where Gold is out doing his little things I think she's actually picking up a whole lot more, even though she may or may not have heard Hook's message mm-hmm. that he recorded for Emma. Yeah. I think she knows a whole lot more, and I think she will be the one to save the town. Yeah, maybe. And so I'll give her a pass on the whole Mirror Dust thing. I'll give her a pass on that because she had interactions with it. Maybe she felt it, maybe she knew it, maybe something. But th- there were other there were other things like the the bottle all of a sudden appearing on top of the water. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a magical bottle. Okay. Yeah, the all bottle. Right, that's fine. The
2: bottle all of a sudden appearing is kind of a wackadoodle thing. And Shh. and again, the bottle just popping up. Why did it stay at the bottom for so long anyway? I mean, it just kind of went crazy.
1: Elsa wished Anna to come back. So the trunk with Anna and Kristoff. So I guess Kristoff got a pass because he was in the well, sure. the thing. Mm-hmm. But then the bottle came as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, I had questions about, you know, Blackbeard said, we we're going to put him in this trunk and throw them over. Can't mermaids open trunks? I, I don't know. There's just a bunch of questions I had. But I feel a lot better than I did last sure, Sunday. sure. So.
2: And I will tell you that, we, you know, we noticed it another couple of little things like uh, the fact that it was the wishing star, which ties back to the pilot where Emma wished upon a star mm-hmm. candle yep. for her birthday. So wishing star shouldn't have been a huge surprise to us because we've seen that before.
1: And there have been a lot of stars in this season as well. Mm-hmm. Star, um, the tattoos mm-hmm. and, and that kind of a thing. Right. So they've, they've woven that in.
2: Well, stars are pretty magical. I mean, it is sure. if you think about it, actually. If you think about it, when you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Yeah. yeah. So if Anna, I mean, Elsa wished for Anna to return, but in her heart maybe she wished her parents had returned, and maybe that's what magically brought them I mean, I'm going to go that that's a big stretch, but Right. It is what it is. There were a lot of things that I felt were kind of a little bit of a stretch, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I get where they were going with it. They're trying to tie up this arc, this whole major Frozen story arc, at least that's the assumption, is they're trying to kind of tie those loose ends together, and we've got to defeat this villain before the end of the season, you know, f- c- right. winter finale, and we only have two episodes, so we're going to see just how this is going to play itself out. Or maybe it won't resolve, and that'll be a, a change for a change. Yes.
1: And the ice wall had to come up, because if it would not have, then we, w- we would have most likely had to extend the arc, because Hook, and I heard it the second time through, said, well, we, we can get them off of storybrook in my ship. Mm-hmm. So that blocked that. Right. So it, it basically held it together, and they say the only way we can get on a back is... The Wishing Star. And mm-hmm. so it, it really, it, it did condense a lot of things all together and it pulled people out of character mothballs like Blackbeard and yeah. all that kind of thing to to get this whole thing done. So,
2: Which, by the way, I don't know if you picked up on this because I didn't pick up on it the first time we watched, but I did this time. Hans made a point of saying that he was in control of the royal treasury. He was in control of Arendelle. He was in control of the armies and he was in control of this enchanted ship you're about to be thrown off of. Hmm. So Blackbeard might be the captain of it, but it's under Hans's control.
1: So Hans is like the king, if whatever. It's it's almost,
2: no, you know what it reminded me of very much? He reminded me of the, Colonel, General, whatever his title was, Commodore okay. from Pirates of the Caribbean. Not the one that ended mm. up, um, that was going to marry Elizabeth Swann. The one that jacked everybody over in the third movie. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I believe... He was very, very... He was kind of creepy and icky. Whereas... All right. You know, Captain Norrington, Commodore Norrington, mm-hmm. he was fine. He was just... Doing his job, and he was after Elizabeth, and we just didn't want him to be with Elizabeth. But the other guy was just achy and creepy, and he was okay. He was a villain, okay. And so he reminded that reminded me of that quite a bit when I saw when Hans said that. So,
1: all right, very good. So we had better feelings the second time through. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: like I said, still not my favorite episode, but it wasn't as bad as I had originally planned. We or did, thought it
1: was. We did get an email from a listener that wrote directly after first thoughts and then wrote again, and it's probably that type of feeling. is do We want you the second time. It, Say, well, okay, there's certain things that are, all right.
2: If so. you get past some of the stuff that originally kind of throws you for a loop, it, it you kind of go, okay, all right, that makes a little more sense.
1: Yep. So let's dive into the very cool emails. Here
0: we go. Hey, everybody, thanks for dropping us a line at feedback at com. Let's take a look at what you all had to say. Hey, wait a minute. Where's the mailbag?
1: Well, Teddy, thank you for that. I've got the mailbag over here. And I have some fantastic emails in this mailbag. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, is actually Alina emailed in and she agrees with you, Colleen. She says, a wishing star can only be used by those with a pure heart. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of Pinocchio. Yes. When you wish upon a star. So thank you very much for that. This nice. is from Chris Tipton. Said, I have to disagree with y'all. That's fine. Sure. You are not the first. <laughs> There have been many, many. Oh, yeah. And that there have will be many more to us. come, I'm sure. So <laughs> that is perfectly fine. Yeah. I was completely blown away by this episode. Chris continues. It was my favorite this season and probably top 10 overall. My top five moments. This is how I'll do feedback from now on. Number five Belle is finally useful again. Also, a wild blue fairy appeared. Mm hmm. Number four, Hook and Rumple. Rumple is the most evil he's ever been. I would agree mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. Any redemption he had is completely gone. Uh, yeah, okay.
2: Oops. I would say almost completely gone, yeah. but not completely.
1: What he is doing to Hook is deplorable. Yeah. I agree. Oh, very much so. Bell seriously needs to find him out now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's close around the corner. I think. I wonder if Blue is really gone now. I thought she would get away, and she may have since we don't see her get completely sucked up. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen The Last of Belle, nor do I think we've seen The Last of Apprentice. That's just my do you opinion. mean Blue? Blue. You said Belle. Oh, uh, Blue. Sorry. <laughs> blue we Bell. definitely haven't know.
2: seen The Last of Belle. R- no, but no, as no. far as Blue, I have a feeling somehow she'll manage to get herself out of there, or somebody will get them all out of there. Yeah. Which then, in that case, could be a real interesting thing.
1: Quick thing for Star Trek fans that uh, hat reminds me of that planet crusher in uh, Star Trek, an early episode that i Anyway. Number three, uh, I will continue with Chris's email. Preparations for the spell. Regina's t- talking like a hero now. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious when Snow said Elsa's blind faith was screwing them. Charming and Krona's, uh Kristoff re- uh, and Anna, right? Reunion was cute. Um, number two, the cliffhanger, really well done. Snow's evil eyes, then black. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And number one, Krana's story, and I, I do think that was great. I we, there have been so many separations in this uh, first half of this season. Mm-hmm. Elsa and Anna, Anna and Kristoff, and all these different things, and it's nice to see them together right. interacting.
2: Right. The reunions are always a happy yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I said, I mean, when we first watched this episode, we were stuck on some of the details that were kind of like, wait, what? Now, I, you know, having watched it a second time, I agree. I think that it was very sweet having the reunions between not just Anna and Elsa, but Anna and David and Kristoff and David and everybody else. And I thought it was, you know, it was a nice little thing.
1: I always take, you know, there's part of the romantic part of a story and it's like, oh, love and romance. Oh, these two people and, and all this. The thing I really took away this time when I watched it again is... Anna's pretty manic. She's just all over. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. There's nothing wrong with a strong woman, but she's just kind of all over the place. And she's talking a lot. And it's really kind of hard to follow. I really thought it was sweet that he, that Kristoff loves her. Oh, yeah. Even though she's, you know. Well,
2: uh, even Blackbeard said she's really very talky. Yeah. (laughs) Which is funny because she kind of is. But you have to remember she's also very young mm-hmm. she's only about twenty years old in this t- instance here, so when you've well technically she'd be about fifty since she was frozen for thirty years. but if she you know seeing as how she didn't age she's she's about twenty years old she's a girl right she's you know barely out of her teen years, and she she's very animated and she's a happy-go-lucky girl despite all this stuff that's happened to her. So I mean you kind of expect her to be this sunshine bubbly kind of a girl, but she's you know she's 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 a the fighter. She, yeah, there's more depth right. to her than just, you know, this and, chatterbox.
1: And that's why I love the the whole sword thing and learning mm-hmm. that she knew how to fight with a sword, how she stood up to Rumpel and all that. Let me let me get back to the whole romance thing. Finding love is one thing, but finding somebody that will put up with you, Mm -hmm. that, that is, I think, stronger than love. Because love, you know, it it is strong. Love is not romance. But finding somebody that will put up with you, that's incredible. Well, that is love.
2: I think that is love. Okay. All All right. Because love will deal with things that most people wouldn't.
1: Yeah. But but I was really touched by that. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, I was really thinking about that. Is you know because Chris, Christoph has his own little quirks. You know he sleeps sure. in barns and talks to deer, reindeer, reindeer, mm-hmm. and all that. And you know she puts up with him. Sure. But I just I don't know. I just that was really sweet.
2: He has trolls so. for family, right? I mean, yeah. You know. yep, yep. Anyway,
1: I, I will continue with Chris's email. So much about this I loved one of the fa- one of my favorite storylines in a long time, mainly because of Anna. Elizabeth Lyle has has it nailed. I can't even watch Lale. Frozen. What?
2: Lyle. Okay,
1: Elizabeth Lyle. Sorry, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Lyle has it nailed. Rhymes. I can't even watch Frozen anymore without seeing her as Anna. She has so many awesome lines, mainly, holy cats, that's cold. <laughs> cool to see Blackbeard again. I assume Ariel saved him.
2: Mm. We don't know who saved him. She defended
1: him with a uh, hook.
2: Huh.
1: So yeah, that, that definitely could Maybe. be. All right. Uh, also, Finterference. I loved mm-hmm. the reveal that this whole plot was basically parallel to storybrook. hmm mm-hmm. I had thought it was in the past the whole time. Krana in the trunk was a glorious scene. And it, it did remind me a bit of Titanic. I think a lot of people it did. Sure. So, sure. Um, I'll continue, uh, Chris's email, I almost cried when Anna started reciting her vows, then laughed when Kristoff was like, wow, what are you doing? So many emotions. (laughs) Elsa and Krona's reunion was beautiful. A cold miracle. (laughs) The music in the scene and the episode was so amazing. I could go on and on about this forever, but I'll save you the time. Five out of five golden blackbeards. All right. Very, very good. Thank you so much for that, Chris. And this is from Tracy, and this is Tracy's first email. Hi, Colleen and Jeff. You get first billing. (laughs) I want to first agree with Colleen's WTF analysis of this episode. I, too, found myself quoting on a wait. What? A lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I, too, want to add that I still love the show, Mm -hmm. even though I'm scratching my head a bit. Thanks for clearing up about the spell on Arendelle wearing off in 30 years. I thought for some reason, when she cast the new curse, it broke the old one. And wow, glass curses take a long time to come. (laughs) It's true. It's like waiting for Christmas. I did miss Grumpy yelling that it was coming through, but I have to say, bummer.
2: Right, because Grumpy normally runs through the chat. It's it's coming. coming, It's here. It's here. here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Something bad. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Granny ran out of lasagna. This is awful.
2: The curse is coming. Yeah. yeah,
1: is Rumpel immune to the curse? I miss that because he does not seem concerned for himself. Was that part of the deal he made with Ingrid? I I guess if he's, he's immortal, immune, he's not right. afraid of. He's anything. immune
2: to curses because he's
1: immortal. Yeah. That's why. I don't think Regina is going to be protected. They made a point to show glass going <clears throat> in the vent. And Regina said, "You can't hide from magic." But why didn't Elsa whip up some magic glasses for everyone?
2: Yeah. That'd be kind of fun.
1: Or I wondered if she could wish away the curse with the wishing star. And she may have had a choice. See, there are so many rules I don't know about all these magical objects.
2: So right? Because anyway. does it only have one wish? Right? Does it only have a wish if mm-hmm. it's you know near yeah. the thing you want? I, who knows? So
1: I would I would say. But since it is tracking Anna's hope, it's -hmm. like a hope meter Mm -hmm. for Anna Mm -hmm. that it only deals with Anna.
2: Maybe. I don't know.
1: All right. I'll continue with Tracy's email. She created some cute skates for Anna at the end of Frozen. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Jeff, I was yelling at the TV, use a shield like your mom did. Or (laughs) put up an inner ice dome. Something. Emma. (laughs) Oh, Emma. Check the back from now on when you are given an important item that will save the town. Yep. <laughs> this happens with the beans last time when Hook snagged it. That's right. That's right.
2: Emma didn't learn her lesson.
1: And they ended up at Neverland. It's true. That's very, very. That's good, Tracy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll continue. I could keep ranting, but instead I'll rewatch and regroup for the showdown. Last thing. Colleen, I agree that Rumple will end up doing something that helps save everyone, but not on purpose. I, I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I don't it's hard to tell. I can't it, He will
1: be made to do, but you'll well, do it under duress.
2: I don't I I don't know because you know what? He may he may do it only because it's the only way to save Henry and Belle. Mm. Even though Ingrid said they could leave with him, there may be something that prevents that. In which case, he knows that the only way to really actually truly save them is to save everyone else. Because I watched it again, and the thing that bothered me was, you know, when Hook was saying, so what, you're going to take your Henry and mm-hmm. your wife and you're going to leave everyone else, Emma and everyone else, here to, to you know, fend for themselves and die? <clears throat> and he says, I can't, I don't have time to save everybody. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you do. Yeah. <clears throat> So, I think that what's going to end up happening is that something will force Rumpel to help out because it's going to otherwise destroy his loved ones. What
1: if Hook puts (laughs) Belle in a situation where Rumpel has to save the town and her? I I don't know. Because, I don't know. We'll see. I think it will inadvertently happen when Belle finds out what's going on and becomes the hero she always wanted to be, like her mother. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's not the ultimate sacrifice because then I fear we will lose Rumpel to the dark side forever. Big love to you and everyone listening. Great podcast. Thanks for all you do, all you both do. Tracy, thank you very much. Thanks, Tracy. This is part two. Okay.
2: Oh, part two. There's a part two? Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, I wrote in... Right after the initial reactions, first thoughts, okay. Um, But now that I rewatched it, okay, twice, I have to say that I enjoyed this episode more than the first. I have a feeling you may feel the same. Yep. Yes, <laughs> it had some moments, but I think the good stuff outweighed the bad. Mm-hmm. We agree. Yep. And I'm really happy we don't have to look for Anna anymore. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's really... That's really the crux of this episode, because the curse began at the end of Smash the Mirror. Right. But it didn't start until the end of this, of fall. Right. Yeah. I thought the end scenes were great. Totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. I I loved them more the second time. I think Emma's goodbye to Snow with Mm -hmm. Neil Mm -hmm. and Emma's goodbye with Hook Mm -hmm. was so strong. Mm -hmm. Emma plays a very metered character. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, she does get emotional and in, in all that. There is a range to it, but I, I really, I connected a whole bunch with that. I also love Regina's uh, oh. scenes at the end as well.
2: Oh, with telling Robin. Yeah. I'm not afraid of you, Regina. You really, right. Really should be. And, I'm and, thinking, and Henry, wow, yeah. that was, that was, I mean, Lana's amazing it was just, it was awesome.
1: And we're talking about just this episode. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't love anything. Oh, yet, no, 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 no. Gosh, But no. just this episode, I love snow's conversation with Emma. You know, when, yeah. when Emma said, I can't, I can't do this. Don't, don't trust me. And, and snow, you know, said whatever she said, we trust you. We you are
2: know? not afraid of your power. Right. We know that it's the thing that's going to save us all. You'll be back here in no time. Letting us out of, you
1: know, out yeah. of here. Think, think about the change, though, is that, you know, there, there's been a lot of heat about, oh, Frozen, Frozen, Frozen. A lot of Once Upon a Time fans, a lot of Disney fans, just they're, they're tired of Frozen. But let's just think about this a minute. This is Elsa, who everyone was afraid of. And, and there's little things like Emma handing the baby to her. Mm-hmm. Trusting and you just mentioned that snow trusting emma mm-hmm. and basically making up for the fear oh, yeah. that she had in the snapping in her yeah, what emma yeah
2: what was it 2 3 episodes yeah. ago when she when wouldn't she blew even on the wall and well, all that i'm not talking about that mm-hmm. when snow wouldn't even let emma touch the baby right yeah and now she doesn't even hesitate and hands yeah. him over and says i know you're going to protect him i'm like oh my gosh cuz I wouldn't have thought about it, but can you imagine? Yeah. Snow turning on the baby.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: That would have been kind of creepy and wrong.
1: So the, that in section, I loved the first time I saw it, but I loved it more. The second time yeah, I saw it, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. really big things. There were and a lot of
2: really huge things.
1: So anyway, uh, I, I will continue, uh, with Tracy's email. All right. Um, I thought the end scenes were great, and I can uh, get over some of the WTF moments for the sake of the entertainment. Yep, can't wait to hear your main show podcast. Thanks, Trace. Thank you very much, Tracy, Thanks. for those emails. This is from Brad. Holy cats! This frozen <laughs> mountain, these frozen mountains are cold. Are you telling us?
2: Hello, ice G- is that way. <laughs>
1: Nice, ice baby. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. Here are some things I learned in this week's episode fall. Number one, Mr. Gold wasn't the only one who has an eye for loopholes in this episode. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Number two, magic doesn't do ceilings. Number three. <laughs> number three, add soil scientists to the list of qualifications Bell has. Well, we haven't read her whole book. She has this book of everywhere, all these Technically, different
2: Technically, I wouldn't have called her a soil scientist, but maybe a metallurgist. Yeah, oh, true. there you go.
1: A mirror dustologist. Yeah. Number four, yeah. your lady may appreciate your, your singing, but with her... Okay, hold on. Let me, let me start again. Your lady may appreciate you singing with her, but your brothers definitely will not. And I swear, one of Han's brothers looks like he's in the Foo Fighters. He looks like the drummer from the Foo Fighters. Another guy looks like he's a wrestler. I don't know. They just these, these well, brothers. And we I don't noticed know. this
2: time that there's three of them. There's only three brothers with him. So that means there's four of the 12 brothers of the Southern right. Isles. Where are the other eight?
1: Well, it's kind of like Team 7. You get Team 3, Team 2. <laughs> guess team. So. You know, you get the brothers 12, the brothers 3, the brothers 4.
2: Yeah, apparently.
1: Anyhow. All right. Uh, number 5. When it comes to gold deciding to buy a gift for you or him during the holiday season, gold wins every time.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, mm. Yes. And I don't know if we mentioned that they were sitting outside of Pajo's... Uh,
2: they were Fish. near Pudge's but not yeah. All right. they're not they weren't outside of it. All
1: right. I will I will think that, but it's probably not true. Yeah, sure. Number 6, if a person reluctantly gives you an item that has the power to save the whole town, take 2 seconds and make sure they actually gave it to you. That's <laughs> that's good advice. You know, it's good advice whether you're saving a town or not. Well,
2: and again, what I originally thought was that Emma was in on it. Mm. That's why I thought she didn't bother to look another because, her and
1: regina little well,
2: yeah exactly plain, and i you know, i fully thing. expected that was what was going to happen yeah anyway
1: number seven pirates are better than wizards sven don't you think i'm right <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that's funny eight
1: and this is regina never mm-hmm. trust a blonde <laughs> did you hear that this time
2: yeah. I, well i heard it the first time yeah uh, Regina had a few really good lines, but unfortunately, the first time I watched, they got overshadowed by all the stuff that true. made me go, huh?
1: Never trust a blonde or an uh, ice wall that doesn't go all the way around. Right. Number nine, you know this situation is bleak when even Snow White thinks you're screwed. Wow, that's true. Yeah. She's Mrs. Hope. She She's on the Hope. Campaign. For all times campaign. She's on the mm-hmm. poster.
2: She is. She's a poster child. She's the spokeswoman, the ambassador She is of hope. the spokesman. She's person. the ambassador of hope.
1: Yep. And she gets a quarter every mm-hmm. time. Number 10, Shattered Sight is a dial-up version of spells. It's slow. <laughs> it's so slow. It's not broadband. No. It's not a T1 well, line. I know
2: that was kind of one of those things that, again, kind of made me go, why is it taking so long? Why is it so important? Sundown.
1: Yeah. Here's a question. Here's a question for the listeners. And this is really who listening to me used dial up internet and understands the sound of a modem?
2: Well, they use it. Anybody who hasn't would now know it because they use it in that commercial for. Yeah. I can't recall what it is, but it's commercial where the, I traveled a long time
1: ago. Yeah. And I used dial-up in the hotels oh, with dude. a work computer. Mm-hmm. And it was just slow and horrific. horrific. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. So anyway, I just wondered.
2: But back then, that was miraculous. Oh, because, yeah. oh my gosh, you could connect someplace And get work remotely. emails yeah. at the hotel. Exactly. Oh, that was huge.
1: And you didn't have to sit in the business center. Okay. All right. Uh, so Brad concludes with, have a great podcast. Thank you so much, Brad, for that. Thank you and we have one more special bit of news let's play this from mr timothy weber who also played the apprentice and once upon a time here we go timothy weber here thanking you for your well your fandom and i can't tell you if or when i may return but it was indeed a very fun gig Uh, You can catch me up the road this season on uh, a series called Falling Skies. I'm not sure when it broadcasts, wherein I do not play a wizard. He does not play a wizard in Falling Skies. No,
2: but that's really cool.
1: Yeah. So he cannot confirm nor deny that he will return.
2: Right, exactly. But
1: my money is on he will return.
2: I think we're going to see him again.
1: But... Folks from ABC that are listening, he did not spoil.
2: No, nope, not, not. not at all. not. No, all. We're so just assuming.
1: Check him out Hoping. on Falling Skies.
2: Wishing on stars.
1: Send him send him some love. I don't think I looked and looked. I don't think he's on Twitter. Hmm. If, if I'm wrong, please let me know because we will tweet love to him like you've never seen because <laughs> it was just the greatest thing for him to call in yeah. and leave a message. That
2: was pretty awesome.
1: Uh, for us
2: but you could always uh yeah i don't know
1: yeah so anyhow that's it that's it for the fall main show wow so this is that a
2: record short show
1: yeah let's see where where are we at right about
2: now because that's yeah
1: kind of, the shortest show ever
2: that has to be the shortest <laughs> probably, show ever
1: probably yeah that's probably the shortest show ever wow yep
2: well, but you know what again, I think we kind of reconciled with stuff and Yeah, I hope we didn't we to make rehash. anybody
1: mad. Yeah. We're just being honest. You know, and, and I so anyway. Yeah. Just hang in there with us. We're we're gonna be honest. I I just don't wanna bash every episode no. from here to the end of time. I just don't wanna do it. I don't think it's i it's worth I don't think it's worth someone listening's time. I don't think right. it's worth our time. Right. We really enjoy the show. We do and it was Kind of a We're, wonky episode, yeah. but it we felt better the second time we well, saw it. So.
2: And that's something that if people haven't figured out from us by now that have been listening for any length of time, pretty much what you see is what you get with us. We don't play games. We don't candy yeah. coat stuff. We might temper it a little bit, but we don't yeah. candy coat it and
0: that's claim, a good way to, it. claim
2: yeah. to love something that we don't and we don't hate something that we you know, you know. I mean, we we just—that's not us.
1: We want to put out positivity. There's sure. enough negativity on the social media realms. And well, and in the world
2: in general. Yeah,
1: we we want to do our best to put out positivity and have fun here and there. And yep. we enjoy you listening, and we enjoy you being a part and sending in your feedback and tweets and all that. There was somebody else that tweeted us and saying. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that had trouble with this episode as well. So we love the interaction. We really do.
2: Look, and if you loved it, great. Yeah. We just came to appreciate it a little later than the original viewing. So, I mean, I'm sure there's episodes that we absolutely love that some people thought that was the dumbest episode ever. So, I mean, we're all in this together. And as long as you're a fan and you're still listening to us and you're still watching the show, let's, you know kind of ride the it's a roller coaster ride kids and i don't know about you but i love roller coasters i absolutely love them i love them with half a
1: dramamine so
2: i love roller coasters i don't need the dramamine i love them and i will tell you that i enjoy the roller coaster ride i enjoy the ups i enjoy the downs and you know both the not liking and liking of things and so it's been, it's been a fun ride, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next two episodes and then a nice little break, and then we'll see what we come up with in the second half of this season.
1: I can't really talk about it, but there's a lot of really fun, cool things that we are working on yeah, and looking into. So that's, that's all I'll say about that. And the one thing I do want to say is I really appreciate we had a record day. Mm-hmm. of downloads last monday That's for awesome. the first thoughts for awesome. fall mm-hmm. and i wonder how you found us yeah if you if you're new if you're brand new in the last two weeks how did you find out about us i'm really interested so yeah. if you could please draw me an email feedback at once upon or Tweet, Facebook me, whatever. If you're brand new, how did you find us? Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to know within the last two weeks or so. Sure. Okay. Sure. I love the people that have been here from the beginning, but I just am interested in how you found us in the last couple of weeks. Okay. All right. So one more thing. This is the time to tell all your friends, because we've been using wishing stars and wishing wells and wish everything. Mm Mm-hmm. We have got wishbones. the most um, wishbones mm-hmm. and we have got the most amazing voicemails
2: mm-hmm. from
1: cast members. And we have another one. And I'm not telling you who, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, listen to First thought. You need to listen to all the episodes, but this next First Thoughts would be pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, tell all your friends, tell all the people that love Once Upon a Time, because I, I still think there's a lot of oncers that don't listen to podcasts, and have never heard of us. Yeah. And I definitely would like to change that. Give us a shot. Give us three listens of three episodes. If you don't like us, that's okay. But give us a try. Yeah, Give us an old college try. Pretty please. Yeah. All right, so that's it. I want to send big love out to everybody. And if you are new to the podcast, big love is love that's so big that you can't keep it all. Mm-hmm. And why would you? So, take what you want, uh, take what you need, and give the rest to somebody else so that it goes on and on and on. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you later. See you for First Thoughts.
2: Yep. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 26. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, the voice of Steve podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at facebook.com slash voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter at the VOS show. Check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog. Sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.